You're Mingling with the Mimosa Mamas, a podcast that inspires and empowers women to live authentic always. Now here's your host, Erin and Erica. Hi guys, welcome back. I am sitting here in front of my beautiful, lovely co-host, Erin Hill, who some of you must know or have heard, she is a certified sleep coach for infants and children. She will be sharing with you her effective seven-day sleep training program that has helped hundreds of families get more sleep. So I'm so excited to introduce my lovely co-host, Erin Hill. Aw, thank you so much. This is so strange being a guest on my own podcast, uh, but it's pretty funny. Um, no, actually, I'm very honored um, that you wanted me to talk to our listeners about what I do and what I'm so passionate about doing, helping babies and families get more rest. So, um there's so many times that I am approached by women who are just exhausted and just need more rest. And whether they just had a baby or they've had toddlers or whoever, you know, however old their children are, they just want to be able to sleep better. But yeah, this started, is going to be kind of awkward. but A little bit. But, <laughs> but I'm happy we're doing it because we have talked about it so many times. Like we mm-hmm. said, you know, we got to have you on. We got to have you on. And so Erin had the honor of being interviewed by Kristen Flower from Kuwait, yes, 96.5. And that is a Bay Area local radio program. Yeah, they they have the Nick and Kristen show um, in San Francisco. And the, I'm sorry, it's the Nick and Kristen morning show. Shout out to them. Kristen approached me. We're in the same mom's group. And she approached me and asked if, if I would contribute to her blog. And I, of course, said yes, absolutely. I was honored. I'm so happy that you were able to do this interview because the fact that we have this uh, platform, it's just a better way for you to engage and connect with our listeners because we always say we want to be relatable. Let's dive right in. I want to know how sleep training came about. Like, how did you get started? I'm so happy you asked me that question. Uh, I get that question a lot, actually. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but Eric and I are both longtime nannies. We've been nannies for over 15 years. And that's kind of where this came from. Some of my first families that I started uh, nannying for, they had children that were going to bed very, very late, meaning like 10, 11 p.m. And these are, you know, two to like five-year-old children. So um, when they woke up in the morning, they were just kind of still tired, you know, very groggy, or they were super wired, bouncing off the walls, just, you know, really kind of, um, I wasn't able to really get them to do what they needed to do. And it was just more difficult on me. So it's funny because I just kind of asked the parents like, Hey, what time are they going to bed? Just curious, you know? And so that opened a dialogue that led to them saying, you know, we're just having so much trouble getting them to sleep earlier and that sort of thing. And I said, can I help you with that? Now, I'd never done this before, but I, I'm the oldest of uh, five. So I feel like I, you know, being so the you oldest. So you have done this before. So I have, but not in a professional yeah, way, right? Right. I told them I would help them. And within two days, we got those kids in bed by 730. And the parents had found their, you know, their themselves again. They, they were able to um, connect after the children went to bed and have date nights and just do things that, honestly really made their marriage stronger. So because of this, and I'll get into the program and things of what, what I did and helped them do, 
But because of this, they told all of their friends who were having the same issues and it kind of spread like wildfire. And so pretty soon I was basically training the entire neighborhood uh, where I was nannying. And it just kind of came from there and it became a real passion of mine. And it felt like I kind of knew, you know, how to get children to sleep better by doing certain things. And I kind of was showing them over and over again, if you, if you establish routine and if you, you know, make sure there's boundaries and that sort of thing and scheduling is just so important, then you'll see the results. Right. And what a way to feel like a mission is being accomplished, right? It's almost like a, I don't want to say a high, but like, it feels good. Yeah. Like helping, helping families as you and I both know being nannies. Right. Right. And we weren't moms before being nannies. No. So it was kind of like, here we are helping these families. Right. And I mean, what a way for you to be like, and check mark, you know, like. <laughs> well, it was super rewarding. Exactly. Super rewarding. Exactly. I mean, you know, I was getting messages from people um, saying, you know, you've saved my marriage and, you know, we're no longer going to get a divorce. And, you know, just these things because we don't understand, a lot of people don't understand how important it is for our children to sleep at night. A lot of parents, they dread bedtime, and that makes me sad, you know? I mean, I really wish that, right, Erica's raising her hand, but she's not a minority. I mean, this is such a huge, I don't want to call it an epidemic, but it's very widespread. I mean, it kind of is because, you know, you just saw me raise my hand. (laughs) Um, I was a co-sleep, we were co-sleepers, and we dreaded nighttime routine. So tell us a little bit, about like where they don't draw the line because it could also be their first time parents and they're afraid and then there's there's SIDS. Yeah. That's a big huge Absolutely. one. Absolutely. And that yes. made me nervous as a first time mom. Mm-hmm. Tell us where parents need to draw the line. Like how do we begin? So what I always say is know better, do better. If we don't know any better, we can't do better. So what I try to do is just educate. I just try to educate parents. And the thing about it is if co-sleeping is working for you, I'm not going to tell you to stop co-sleeping. If it's not working for you, I'm going to give you some other options that may be better for both of you. I know a lot of parents that co-sleep and they're perfectly fine with it. And bravo to you guys. But I think that what happens is, you know, you co-sleep with an infant And then it goes to becoming a toddler and then it goes to becoming a kindergartner. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's seven, eight, ten years old. I mean, mine was until he was about six or seven. It's hard because we want him to sleep alone, but he was like, oh, but lay with me. And then we'd end up falling asleep with them in the little toddler bed or the twin bed. So I think, I feel like we set ourselves up. As parents, which is yeah. so hard because, again, kids don't come with manuals. Right, exactly. So, thankfully, we have you <laughs> as the expert. Well, Let's... you know, it, another thing that people do, too, is if you're not co-sleeping, you have something right next to your bed, which is totally fine. That way you're having still your own space, and then your child is right next to you. And then as they grow older, you can move the crib away slowly until they're in their own room and you feel okay. comfortable with that. If someone is co-sleeping, that's kind of what I suggest to do instead of just cutting it off cold turkey because it's going to be hard on both of you. Well, there's also, let's talk about the parents that like to rock to sleep their babies, right? 
It's very common. It's it's these the rocking to sleep, feeding to sleep, um, nursing to sleep, patting to sleep, driving to sleep, bouncing to sleep. There's so many different things that we do, and they're called sleep associations. And what happens is baby doesn't learn to fall asleep on their own because you are constantly doing something to put baby to sleep. When the child is very young, that's completely fine. The problem arises when they become a little bit older, say like three months, four, I'd say maybe four months. Okay. And then they can't go to sleep without that. And so it becomes very difficult for the parent to be able to put the child down and not have to do something to put them to sleep. Well, it's a soothing thing for them. It's a soothing thing. And in the beginning, it's okay. But then you kind of have to wean off of okay. it. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. In the beginning. I'm not going to tell a parent not to rock your child. But I will say that it develops a sleep association. If you can avoid it, you won't have to wean them off. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. But if you want to do that, I'm not ever going to tell you not to do that. It's just going to be an issue down the line because that child won't learn to self-soothe because it's relying on you to soothe them. I mean, it's funny. You're saying this out loud and it makes perfect sense. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. But of course, when it comes down to the bottom line, you're like, can I really do this? (laughs) Yeah. It's difficult. It is. And I would say that one of the most difficult things as a parent is to sleep train your child. But I will tell you that the benefits and the rewards that come of it, of the long term, completely 1000% worth it. Okay. It really is. Are there other ways, like other things that we can do for our children? I'm not going to just say infants. Um, no, no. Is... I, I train, I've trained seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds. I've trained adults to sleep. Honestly. I mean, it is, it's a real thing. So are there things, because there's also the Calm app, and then there's these um, night lights. Mm-hmm. Which oh I gosh. got yelled at by Erin. That's why I'm bringing yeah. it up. Because there's many of us that do this. Mm-hmm. There's these, um, the little uh, light, like, bright light pals or what are they called? They're like stuffed animals with um, sounds in them or they have lights in them. And I know, bless Erica's heart. She said, oh, would you like this for, for Zaxon? And I said, get that thing away from me. Because honestly... It, it's basically just like setting an alarm in your child's crib or bed. Because when that thing goes off, they wake right up. So what you need is a continuous white noise machine that continuously goes throughout the night or throughout the nap. And so it doesn't stop because once it stops, they wake right up. So when you say white noise, you mean yes. like, so not the Calm app or... The Calm app is fine, I believe, because it's just it like a... It has birds chirping. It has waterfalls. I would do more so of like sounds. like a static sound or gotcha. like rain that's okay. really continuous, like monotone. You don't want to have anything that goes like up and down. That's going to not be too soothing and calming unless they've done that from like day one. Then that's fine. But I feel that the rain is much, much better because okay. it's steady. Good. And it's like one... Does that make sense? It does. Or like the static noise, like very steady. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. So there are three things that I always recommend to all of my clients. Continuous white noise, a sleep sack, and I'll get more into that in a minute, and a dark room. Very, very important to have these three things when you first uh, start training. You want to have an environment conducive to sleep. So if you're, if the crib is in a very brightly lit room, the sun is coming in, 
like a room like this, this would be a very difficult room to sleep train. The room we're in right now is absolutely gorgeous. It has tons of natural light, but that's not going to be good for a baby to have that sleep environment, the ideal sleep environment. Right. So the sleep sack, a lot of people think that the Velcro ones are best for babies. The Velcro is actually not ideal. The Velcro can feel hard on them, like if they're if they're starting to roll or if they're even if they're in just one spot. It's very con constricting as well. Mm -hmm. So what I prefer is the uh, swaddle pod, and you guys can find these on Amazon. And if you want, I can I can put all these um, please yeah yes. links into our show notes. But the swaddle pod is awesome. It's almost like a burrito. One zip, you put their arms flat down, or they can be by their face if they want them to be. But they're all zipped up in this one swaddle. So when they have the reflex going, the, the reflex action going when they're really tiny, they're not going to like scratch your face. They're not going to, you know, wake themselves up. Oh, It's a very, very good one. Okay. Also, the love to dream swaddle up allows the hands to be up by the face, which is very soothing as well. So these two products are excellent and they're affordable. Where can you find these besides Amazon? Does Target carry Target them? Target does Perfect. carry them. I want to say Bye Bye Baby as well. I think even Walmart used to carry them oh, as well. perfect. But yeah, Amazon, you can definitely find them on Amazon. We'll make sure to link that yeah. for the listeners. Um, the other thing is the uh, the sound machine that I recommend to all my clients is called the Hometics Sound Spa. You can get it at Bed Bath & Beyond or Amazon. It's under $20. It is portable. It's literally, Ooh. it's very small, but it's very powerful. The sound is loud. So... You know, you don't want to have it too loud in the room. It should sound like a shower is going on, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, at that, like, level of um, volume. And also, it has a plug. So you don't have to use batteries if you don't want to. But so you can. This is, is vacation-friendly. So Absolutely. So you on a, on a Super vacation, portable. on a trip, yeah. you bring that along. Now, yeah. what about the sound of the womb? You know, the uh, a lot of people get gifted yeah. baby showers. Yeah. Um, they get gifted. Uh, this, there's a... I don't a know if it's a bear. Womb bear? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that sound? So again, that sound is perfectly fine because so it's it's, fine. it's steady. I don't okay. think it changes a lot. It needs to be like a static, like not changing type of sound. The only issue I would have, again, is if it shuts off within like 45 to a minute or to an hour, sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, because ideally what we want is like an hour Same. nap in the morning and two hour nap in the afternoon. So if you have... A machine that shuts off after 45 minutes, that's not going to be conducive to a long nap. Yeah. 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 That makes perfect yeah. sense. So that's why the sound the whole entire night, it needs to be on. Or during nap. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's talk about breastfeeding, nursing. Mm -hmm. How do you do this with nursing? <laughs> you know? Because, oh, with sleep training? Yeah, with sleep training. So um, in the beginning, you know, of course, you're going to nurse on demand. I mean, the baby needs as much um, milk as possible. So that or formula, no judgment there, uh, as much nutri nutrients as possible. So, um, but as they get a little bit older, you want to kind of try not to create a snacker. And what I mean by that is if you feed them on demand for too long, then they're just going to expect food whenever they want and they're not going to have those long streaks, uh, sleep stretches. They could, they could be an anomaly, of course, but mm -hmm. as a rule, as what I've seen in my experience, that if they uh, eat too frequently, then they will not sleep those long stretches, what we're looking for. So um, what you, what's best is to feed 
at first maybe every two hours and then go to every three. And what I found is every three hours is kind of like the sweet spot. Okay. If you're feeding every three hours, they're going to be able to sleep faster through the night. Wow. So what's interesting is that when like a an older baby, you know, is in my care, I tell the parent, you know, to space out the feeding to three hours. And usually that eliminates those night wake ups. Wow. These, this is like amazing <laughs> tips. Oh, thank you. Now I do see <clears throat> on the article here, um, you do speak about feeding in a brightly lit room. Yes, definitely. Please share. So I don't know if your babies, whoever's listening right now, but um, my baby, my baby Alexa, she was very sleepy when she fed. No matter what time of day it was, she was always sleepy and she'd always want to go to sleep on the bottle or on my breast. I found that if you are in a brightly lit room, they can look around, they can be distracted, they can stay awake. A lot of people feed in a very dark, yeah, yeah, exactly, they do, and that puts baby to sleep. So we're not trying to put baby to sleep. We actually want to put baby awake in the crib. That's another really, really important tip is to put your baby awake in the crib instead of having them fall asleep while you're nursing them and then placing them in the crib. I mean, I know I can't see your all's hands, but I'm sure a lot of people would raise their hand if I say, who has been frustrated when they put their child asleep or in the crib asleep and they wake up right away, right? They know, right? They just know. They have yeah. these instincts. And then so, you have to be a ninja. Yeah. Or you yeah. put them down and then you hit the floor and you're like. Yeah. Who wants yeah, to do that? No, so this will no. eliminate that. Another great tip is if you um, if you feed before bath time and then you put baby. So you feed, put baby in bath, read books, get dressed, you know, get dressed for bed. Then baby will stay awake when you're putting them down. Oh. But if you give baby a bath. Then feed. They're already so sleepy and cozy and warm from the bath, right? They're just going to fall right asleep. So it's really funny. I mean, just switching up the schedule just a little bit or the routine makes a really big difference. That is that is an awesome tip. Okay. I mean, all of this are, are great tips. And that's why I'm so glad we're doing this episode. <laughs> um, so how does a sleep expert like yourself, a certified sleep coach, um, help parents? Like, what do you offer? So what I've found is seven days is the ideal amount of time to sleep train. And I know that sounds really short and people are like, no way. But because my program is so effective and it's very, it's very um, specific on what you are to do. And I give you a roadmap for the entire program that it's, it's very effective and it just works that quickly. It's really nice to know that when you start with me from day one, by day seven, you'll have a completely different child. And I'm here <laughs> to say that Erin, I've, I've watched her, you know, do her job. And um, I get, I, I'm here with her when she gets all the amazing feedback and parents saying, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, we love you and you helped our families out so like you helped us out. Like we we needed something because like you said in the beginning of this episode, a lot of parents, it leads to problems in the marriage mm-hmm. and there's an intimacy. There's, I mean, that's a huge one. Lack of intimacy. Exactly. Yeah. So I would love for our listeners to know where they can find you. Yeah. And I know that they can find you on Mimosa Mama's <laughs> podcast, but tell them where they can find 
you and your page. Yes, I will. Um, before I do, I just want to give you an overview of the program. Yes. So um, the program, like I said, it's seven days. And basically, I do a free phone consult to make sure that it's right fit for both of us. There are certain living situations that are really difficult to train in. And so I just mm -hmm. want to make sure what I'm dealing with and if I can help. I don't do this for the money. I do this because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure I'm not just taking on a client to take on a client. A phone consult is usually 10 or 15 minutes and I can narrow it down, you know, from there. And then if we decide to work together, I accept Venmo, PayPal. I make it really, really easy to pay me. And it's very affordable. Um, again, just contact me and I'll give you pricing. And we just get started right away. Whenever you're ready to get started, you know, as soon as I receive payment, you'll get a detailed email laying out everything you need to know, everything you need to purchase if you don't have, you know, the right sleep sack or the right sound machine or dark out curtains or whatever you need to get that room to be the best possible sleep environment. Or if you're having the child in your room, we'll talk about, you know, what you need in that situation as well. Perfect. So um, everything is laid out. And also it's not just sleep. It's a 360 plan. I cover feeding schedules. I cover naps. I cover all of it. It's not just the sleeping because everything is related to the sleeping. So if you're feeding the baby too often, we're going to talk about that. If you're, you know, if you have any sleep associations, we're going to talk about breaking those. And of course, I will never, parents, please understand this. I will never ask you to do anything that's outside of your comfort zone. If you don't feel comfortable doing something, we'll talk about other alternatives. I will never tell you this will not work unless you do this. I will never say that. So please, you know, be rest assured that I will not give you that type of ultimatum with my program. And we can move this slowly as or quickly as you'd like. You know, maybe you need to get back to work on Monday and we need to get this done over the weekend. Trust me, I, we've had night one successes. I, I've lost count how many we've had. So this program is very effective. It's worth your time and investing in it. And I will say that it's best when both parents are on the same page. Because it's funny, daddies crack me up. <laughs> they give in sooner than mommies. They do. It's really funny. It's usually the daddy who goes in, you know, um, into the room when the mommy's like, don't go, don't go yet. So, um, and you'll have me. You'll have me for support, text support. That's T-E-X-T, -E text support with me on my personal cell from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So during that time, I will answer text messages if you have specific questions, but I will tell you that my emails are very detailed and a lot of people don't need a lot of support after that. And I will answer any questions once the email is received so we can be on the same page. And after that first night, we go back and revise anything that needs to be changed. This so. is amazing. This is life-changing, Erin. <laughs> and parents, please know this is not just for one child. She can help you with multiple children. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there could be the two-year-old, you know, child, mm -hmm. and then they, you know, this family has a newborn. Exactly. I mean, she can help you with both or even multiples, twins, yes. Yes. triplets. Yeah, and Lots. I do, I do, <laughs> Quince, shout out to Chad. Them too. Right. I do discounts for multiple siblings in the family. So if you do have a newborn, if, if you do have a, a toddler, we can do them both at the same time because, That's you know, amazing. they live in the same house and we need to change up the, you know, uh, the routine for both of them. Uh, but I will say I don't do sleep training 
official sleep training until three months old. Three months old is the soonest I'll do it. Now I will help you get to a point where you can sleep train easier for a newborn to three months, if that makes sense. It's a whole different program, but that is available. So please don't feel like, oh, there are only two months that Erin can't help me. No, no, I can, but it's in a different capacity. So how to get a hold of me. I am on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook group called Ease Dream Sleepers, which is actually the, the name of my program. It's Ease Dream Sleepers, and they will become dream sleepers, trust me. That's on Facebook. And then you can also message me. It's Erin House Hill. That's my Facebook um, profile name. Or on Instagram, I'm at Erin Loves Mimosas. Or of course, at Mimosa Mamas Podcast. You can also email me directly at E-S-H-O-W-E-S. That's E-S-House at gmail.com. I just really appreciate this opportunity to talk to you guys about my program. Before we leave, share with us on what makes you different from other sleep trainers. What I found is that a lot of sleep coaches um, send an email, um, but they don't offer the ongoing texting support. I think that it's really important for parents to be able to contact the sleep coach really whenever there's an issue that comes up. Yes, the email helps a ton of course but it's a roadmap so what happens when you're lost you know you need to ask for directions so i feel like i am the person that will guide you if you're having something come up that you weren't expecting or something i didn't cover in my email it's just a better way to be connected and feel like you have someone right there with you that's another thing guys i don't do any in-home this is all over the phone via texting or messaging so no facetiming there's, you there's can, no need, there's right? really, there's usually never mm-hmm. any need. I mean, a lot of people will send me videos if the child is doing something that they're not sure. And that actually brings up one more thing. It's very, very helpful to have a video monitor in the room because a lot of parents want to just go in and check on them. Well, if you have a video monitor, you don't need to do that and you're not disturbing the child. So I highly recommend a video monitor so we know what's going on and we can keep an eye on what's happening. But back to what I was saying about the differentiation, I feel like in my experience when I've talked to other sleep coaches, they don't have that option of being able to text them or get a hold of them. I mean, I'm always on my phone and you know that's why we have certain times that I make myself available. So just know that when you sign up to work with me, you are gonna have me right there by your side. Um, not physically, but I will be there and I'll be able to answer any questions that may come up. I mean, that brings so much comfort for that person because I know for a fact that I can speak for several that um, I find it easier being able to contact a person versus emails yeah. and things like that. It's so. not immediate. It could get lost or, you know, maybe it'll get buried or something. I won't get it in time. And, you know, things like this are... It's very time sensitive. It's very, very time sensitive. If you are, if you just put your child down and they're crying and you don't know what to do, I mean, it's just, it's nice to be able to text someone and say, you know, how long do I wait or should I go? You know, just these little questions here right. and there. So um, I have heard from my clients that that is a huge reason why they refer me to their friends because they felt like they had that support that they needed. Wow. This has been such a great episode so much information and again all of you guys 
who are tuning in, please follow Erin. She gave you all her access to her platforms. And I really, really can't thank you enough. I feel like thank you. I wish you could have been there for me. <laughs> when I've heard I went, that so many times. When I went through it with my 11-year-old, he's good now. I mean, <laughs> we have some issues here and there, but it's okay. You know, nobody's family bedtime is going to be perfect. And you've done the best that you can with, with the situations that you've been dealt. I would applaud you for doing really well with him. And please don't feel any differently. Um, but I will say, which is really cool on the program, that you can get your child to sleep 12 hours a night. And I know that sounds crazy, but it is so possible. It really is. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. 12 hours? 12 hours. One, one last tip I'll share with you guys. If your child is naturally waking in the morning between 7 and 8 a.m., they actually need to go to bed between 7 and 8 p.m. And the majority of children go to bed way later than that. So once you adjust that, your their body will naturally sleep that 12 hours. It's really kind of magical if you think about it. But I would love to help you guys with any sleep issues that you have. Just please reach out to me. And Erica, thank you again so much for having me on. Oh my gosh, it was my pleasure. I couldn't wait to give you this opportunity to share what you do with everyone. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thank you for listening, guys. And Eric and I will be back with a really fun episode soon. We will. Cheers to Ease. Dream sleepers. Dream sleepers. I wanted thank to say you. magical sleepers. <laughs> Your magical dream sleepers. She's putting me to sleep right now. <laughs> Eric is going to go take a nap. But we will, we will be back soon, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.